Hello, listeners. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo on this Labor Day. It is Labor Day today. It doesn't matter when you listen to this. It's just I'm just marking my time and space. At least the way we perceive it. Labor Day 2022. And like a lot of places or vacation spots in the United States... This weekend, a lot of people came down. And people got worked up about the people that aren't in the business. If you're in the business, what I mean, in the business of taking care of people that come down to vacation spots, it's a great weekend. That's where you make your money. That's where all the things that happen that you need to happen. You need to have customers in order for you to provide the services and products that you want to provide them. Now, for people, obviously, that have different goals, the people that live down here and come down here on a regular or vacation time, it's a hindrance because there's a lot of people down here. I never understand the conglomeration, even though it, it benefits us. I never understand why people feel the need to have to come down and then talk shit about the other people that came down. So people have an expectation that live down here that they're going to be long lines at the grocery stores, at restaurants, a lot of traffic, a lot of boats on the water. So they react accordingly. Sometimes they like to hang out with friends. Sometimes they like to have their house parties, do things, go someplace separate. This weekend, I'll talk about the things that happened at work a little later, but I had off on Sunday. And I have often today. It's just my normal days off. And the wife and I decided, we asked the daughter to, but she wanted to hang out with friends a little later, so she didn't know when, how long we'd be gone. We decided to head north, off our rock. And heading north is going to Miami. And it was pretty, I guess, a nice kind of, busy at the places we went into Miami, but it wasn't what you saw exceptionally busy. We went to a nice place uh, waterside in Miami, a place called Monty's. Had a lovely lunch. Did a little walk. Decided to go to Coral Gables or I think it's called the Miracle Mile. I don't know if it's Coral Gables or not, but we went to in uh, had a little dessert at a restaurant down there, did a little walking there, and decided to drive through a section of Miami called Wynwood. And Wynwood has a lot of street art. And it's just lovely. It's um, Some people say it's graffiti or whatever, stuff like that, but at some point, 40 years ago, graffiti moved into pop culture, and he really, I mean, he really stepped it up in the Wynwood section of Miami. The buildings are are designed differently. It's called the Design District. And it's very creative what people do with the outside of their buildings, the way the buildings are designed. And it's such a lovely place to go. More um, I would suggest is more for driving than walking. Probably best for like a tour bus. I bet they have some. They should have some there. 
it was exceptional. But the way we thought about the whole weekend is say so many people are still coming down on Sunday. When we were pulling out, going north, going overseas highway, it was you got off, um, got out of Key Largo. We saw a line of traffic still coming in, some day trippers. And it was relatively light traffic going north. With our expectations when we're coming back around 6 o'clock in the evening, around 6, 6.30, that it would be lighter coming in. And it was. And then we had some of the accidents going out when we saw them. So it all worked out for us. And it's not that we didn't want to interact with the crowds down here, but why... Why go out and do the things you normally do in a crowded area if you don't need it? You don't need the crowd. So we go out, we wait for it to slow down, and then we go out. Because they still need you. Businesses still need patronage, the ones that are open. And traditionally, when businesses are shutting down for a couple of weeks or a month uh, during a year to get refurbished or, you know, just maintenance done, right after Labor Day is the time they do it. Uh, not necessarily at my restaurant, not necessarily at my wife's uh, place of business she works, but a lot of other places shut down to do maintenance to give their employees time off. I get plenty of time off. I didn't really, don't necessarily need time off because we weren't going to go to, we didn't want to go to Poland this year because of still the lingering effects of COVID. So we're ho hoping to have a nice long time over there this summer, 2023. Okay, with that all being said and dealing with uh, people thinking how hectic it is down here during the holidays when you're not in the holiday or tourist service product providing business, you can get a little hectic for those people. And they stay in, they hide. And I, I always say, you know, there's things you can do. These things you do, you can do a barbecue, you can have friends over, you can go like we did, go north when they're coming south, if you don't have to work, you know, that time. So, these holidays, you know, you don't have to go into that mode of being aggrieved against the people that are coming down here. And I'm going to expand on that, because this particular weekend... I worked Saturday, and we, it seemed like an unusually slow time until around 7.30, 8 o'clock at night at the restaurant. I was there all day uh, from 10 o'clock to, oh, 10.30, and about nine and a half hours later, we had a decent, decent lunch crowd and all that, and I'm behind the bar, and then 7.30, you started picking up. 8 o'clock, picking up, picking up. And then 9 o'clock, we get slammed. And as it turns out, it always happens like that on the holiday weekend, especially when you have these people that come down on a weekend. If they come down for a weekend, they're doing stuff that are stereotypical for the Keys. They're on the water, they're fishing by the pool or whatever. So when the sun comes down, they start getting ready to go out. And because you've heard it here before, a lot of places shut down at 9 o'clock. 
it could be because of worker shortages and things like that. But we were open. We were open till 10. So we got a lot of the people that wouldn't, couldn't go anyplace else. So they came to our place. And one particular gentleman comes in. And he, we have the, he comes in. He goes, oh, thank God you have the game on. He wanted to watch his football game. It happened to be on ESPN. He said he had gone to two different restaurants. One closed at nine and the other. And they shut the TV off and they said, they're closing. They're done. They're ready to, you know. And, and people were wondering, why, uh, why is this happening to me? This guy, particularly, why is this happening to me? I just want to watch the game. So he comes in. Five minutes. He orders wings and a beer. He's drinking his beers. Halfway through his beer, he just ordered some wings. And then all of a sudden... The picture goes out. I look at our other televisions. All the pictures are out. It's showing a satellite interruption. And one of the things that cause all those televisions go up when satellite interruption is when there's precipitation, a big downpour. The clouds and the rain interrupt the signal. And I told the guy, and the guy says, could you get the game on? And I explained to him, this is satellite. The game was on. So when this happens, and I'm looking out the window, I'm looking out the front and back window, which I guess I didn't know if the person's eyesight, he was younger than me, but he didn't seem to be visually impaired. I see rain. It's dark, but you can still see it against the lights. And I see that back. It's a pretty, pretty good downpour going on. I said, well, when there's precipitation and clouds, and I said the same thing I said to you. And he goes... And he asked me again, I really want to watch the game. And I said, well, you know, if you can wait five, ten minutes, it'll come on. And I, I, I thought I explained to him pretty in-depth. And he looked smart. He looked like he may have gone past high school. And he did. But at one point when I told him the second time, I said, it'll pass. It'll just eventually pass. Don't worry about it. And he goes, listen, can I cancel those wings? And I said, okay. And I said, wow. Um, I guess he's going to look for another place. And even though there was only like eight minutes left of the game, I canceled the wings. And then two minutes later, don't you know it? The guy comes walking back. He says, it's pouring outside. I said, yes, we have satellite. It's pouring outside. That's the reason why it's signaling. Because, well, I'll probably run into the same problem someplace else besides getting wet. And I said, you know, that's right. No shit. No shit. So the guy stays. Two minutes later, the game comes on. He says, look, it's on. And I'm like, yep. Just like we said. And the guy stayed. And it was a good outcome for the game he was watching. He ended up winning in the final moments. And sometimes people, including me, are so focused on their wants and desires that they lose perspective. Minor inconveniences get like blown out of proportion and they don't see the truth of what's going on. I'll give you another one. Um, this past week, I'm having light-hearted conversation with our regulars at the bar. I think it was just could have been the same day or the day before and the regular starts talking about 
someone coming over and they're tickling her all the time. And I said, she doesn't like being tickled. And I said, oh, you don't, I said something, I made a couple references go, oh, you're not tickled by the idea? Or it doesn't tickle your fancy? And finally she blows up and she goes, can you just shut the fuck up? Can you ever be fucking serious? You're always making jokes. And, you know, this isn't about her. This is about me. Because I heard that. And even me, I know this person does this. They blow up every so often. Especially when they had a couple drinks. And I, I get, I'm, I'm hurt a little. I'm pissed. I'm thinking, hell, you know, how dare you talk to me that way? And stuff like that. And I'm thinking, I'll just, you know what? I just won't talk to you. And that's my child in my head telling me that. And then after a while, that feeling passes and say, hey, that's just the way this person is. And we start talking. I said, start interacting in the same way. Probably not, you know, I won't joke because this person isn't joking. I'll joke with someone else, but I'll just have a straightforward conversation. And finally, this person tells me that their dog is seriously ill or they're having issues and they're very concerned about it. I mean, the person lives alone and her, friend, her dog's her best friend her most loved companion. And after knowing that, that resets everything that happened before then. And if I had known that in the beginning, I would have been just, I wouldn't have actually probably even have said that. I would have known it. it would have changed the tone of everything that was said after that. So things like low energy, um, things that have in your head, worrying about your relationships, your job, your financial um, health, your physical health, distractions, politics, religion, social changes, the pandemic, all those things play with our perceptions and the way we react and things like that. I mean, if you really think about it, everything that happens around you, if you think about the old adage or question, the philosophical question, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound if no one's there to hear it? <clears throat> and, you know, scientifically say, yeah, all things, there's cause and a reaction. But for all intents and purposes, for us, when we don't experience it or we don't have cognition of an event, it really doesn't happen. I hear younger people all the time, I talk about his, history. I say, well, don't you know this happened then, then, blah, 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 blah. And people say, well, this happened before I was born. So... Like, I don't really care. Meaning, I, and I say to him, I say, you know, most of the things that, that have occurred in the world have happened before you were born. And most of the things that have occurred have occurred without you knowing also. So you're not able to perceive if you don't have the cognition of it. So anything that you're not, you don't have knowledge of, or you don't experience, or you're not told about, effectively does not happen inside your head. We spoke about some, I have a regular who's a flat earther. And once they accept the cognition, their perception that the earth is fat, flat, and that, you know, their explanation for that is like if you pour water over a basketball, why doesn't the water stick to the side of the basketball? Don't ex try to explain gravity to them. 
or anything like that. That's what they know, and that's perception. They're absolutely certain of it. They're absolutely certain about their deity, who they pray to, that they have a personal relationship with. People that see ghosts and things like that, they're absolutely certain about it. And the people that oppose have opposing ideas are absolutely certain of that also. So unless we can hold a concept in our head, it would really be hard to perceive that anything occurring, like someone having a bad day or someone not being able to call, control the television when there's a, the satellite is interrupted. And it's so necessary yet to be able to hold those concepts in order to perceive something and be able to change that. So be able to accept the concept, accept the perception, or go outside the perception. You can change. It changes your whole outlook. Um, one historical story is not has anything to do with bartending, but I bet the guy was in a bar before. The movie, uh, the the song "Amazing Grace," the song you're hearing. If you're a churchgoer, if you heard the song, almost everyone in the United States, if they've been around, and they, they heard the song "Amazing Grace," and it's all about redemption for a sinner, a sinner who's redeemed by um, their Savior. And they, it, it was written by, that song was written by a person who was a very prolific slave trader. Very prolific slave tra trader. And then finally, for some reason, in their head, they were able to do the most severe human trafficking. The most severe human trafficking. Slave trade was the most severe, I think. Or it could be, there could be other ones, I guess, if you're... But in our, in the history of humankind, slave trading is the most severe. Of the way you view you, of fellow humans. And eventually, he did not hold the concept that they were people. And they were on the same level. And eventually he, he came to believe that these people were the same people, the same stock as him. And he saw the error of his ways. I mean, cognition of things from people um, who, and I'm not, I'm not a, a vegan vegetarian, but my daughter years ago saw a video of how animals are processed for for food. And after that, she stopped. To this day, she does not eat meat. I have not seen the video. I know about the concept of how horrible, but I haven't seen it yet. And I don't want to because I... It's a selfish reason. It's a selfish reason because I still like to eat meat. And I realize how cruel, uh, cruel it is. And I know I'm going... I'm moving towards that without my wanting to move towards it. Moving towards the concept that every animal has you know, a certain amount of feelings and things like that, but I still have this other concept that, yeah, they're here, a lot of cattle and, and livestock. A lot of these lines would have become instinct, but for 
the breeding of them to feed people. And I'm also of the concept it takes a lot of resources to keep these livestock alive, to feed us. And it produces like the, 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 the I don't want to get into depth on them, but these are concepts. And the more concepts that come in, they create a perception. There's an output. It's almost like we are computers. And we, we keep on receiving this information. Once we accept this information as true, it's hard for our perceptions not to follow. Years ago, uh, through all you know, science, studying in science, going to uh, chemistry classes, and then watching documentaries and science shows, you you get the idea that most of the you hear me touching things, most of the solid objects around us are not solid. Solid in the traditional sense, meaning. There's more empty space in a solid object than you would perceive. If you took the solid part of a molecule and crushed all the solid particles together, they would be a fraction of their size. So when we're touching, we're touching a perception of forces or whatever, things like that. And you, you may see things as, you know, I can see that most of that is empty space. That empty space will kill you if it's a concrete wall and you're riding a bike right into it. Right? Though the atoms in it are mostly empty space in there. It's a hard concept to really hold in your mind. Santa Claus. Until... The day you find out there is no Santa Claus, you are absolutely certain, or I was absolutely certain, there was a Santa Claus. It didn't matter that it didn't make any sense that this guy could make a trip around the world, give toys to every kid. One guy. But once you're told there isn't one, then it makes perfect sense that wasn't. So the the point of the conversation until like you know something, it's almost like you're acting blindly in almost all your interactions. I run into a stranger who's super rude at the bar and obnoxious. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they know. I don't know what's going through their head. And I don't know what they think of me. And, you know, you heard me say people's personal opinions about you are none of your business. Well, that does, it doesn't, it is none of my business, but it does cloud my interaction with them. If they think I look like an uncle who is pretty shitty to them, or an ex-husband, or they're extraordinarily nice to me because I remind them of their son who passed away. I, I don't know that. I don't know one of them. So a lot of us go through the world interacting and almost like we're touching things to see how they are. Almost like someone who's visually impaired. 
that you're you're not you don't really know what's out there you just have a visual you have some evidence of that by looking at some of the evidence that you get from the way someone behaves if someone if, when they come into a bar and someone's stumbling and slurring their speech and looks a little disheveled my perception to them could be perfectly you know a tr- you know my truthful response would be they're intoxicated when they could have a you know a cognition problem or that could be you know that that could be something else so <clears throat> i i just have to widening my perception you know when something's a threat something's a threat you don't know that but not everything is a threat so a lot of times i when i do my some of my routines and one of some of my routines are, are like meditation and the meditation is kind of i try to open me up to like different experiences when someone has a problem with a group of people you know you have a stereotype and you start thinking in a stereotypical way about a group of people your perception will be clouded that way and i try to open to that be open to that when you come in we have people of different social they the, the artificial social order society let's say poor homeless person all the way up through a wealthy privileged person we have perceptions of them and those perceptions cloud the way we interact with them i had a woman come in this weekend she had and i may have repeated on the last podcast i don't think i did she had uh, a month or two ago she was having some kind of appeared to be a psychotic episode on the bike path sidewalk in front of the restaurant that runs miles along down the highway down along the Keys. And she had all her belongings spread out about, uh, about her when I first, one of the times I met her. And I, when I looked at her, she came in this weekend and she had cleaned herself so, up so much and she had a little travel cup which I assume she had some drinks in it or something. And she had an unlit cigarette that looked like it had been lit at one time in her hand, and she's interacting with people, and she's bothering them. Or she's, yeah, I hate to say bothering but she is bothering them. That's the reaction she got. And these people come into a restaurant to eat, enjoy the entertainment. I have to go, I, I realize I have to go over and talk to her and ask her not. As it turned out later, I found out she was asking for drinks. They didn't tell me at the time. I was just going to say to her, I said, listen, please, um, I see you. I said this to her, I see you, I see you as a person. That's the only thing I could manage. That was the only thing I was managed to say to her. Because I couldn't think of anything else. I'm going to say, listen, you're welcome. I, I wanted to say, you're welcome to be here. You're welcome to listen to music. You're welcome to do this. But please, unless people want to engage you in a conversation, please don't. But I felt bad about that too. Because, you know, when you find people that are slightly off, you, you, people get ignored and they get isolated and that behavior gets magnified. 
when someone's ignored and isolated. And I see that. I see people that come in and sit by themselves. It's hard not to be perceived as strange and unique when you're isolated and you don't interact with other people. That happened during COVID. A lot of people did. They didn't interact. Interacting by Zoom and things like that just didn't cut it. Some people need to have that physical presence and be able to touch someone's hand. Because otherwise, you're just responding to like a video image, like a television set. Some people are talking to, talk to their TV shows. And they see that Zoom call as the same thing as talking to your TV show. They need that physical presence. But when, they're, when people are solitary, a lot of times their reactions and their behaviors appear to be exaggerated. And it's easy for people that are isolated to lose that ease of interaction with other people. It's really, it's really easy not to. Like this woman not to have a long, normal interaction or normal conversation like, hello, how are you? Oh, isn't it a lovely day? The weather was wonderful. And some people say it's so boring to talk about the weather. But, you know, if you experience a beautiful day, there's nothing wrong saying that. I had a wonderful night. I slept a wonderful... I had a, last night I had a, a, a wonderful night's sleep. And you've heard in my previous podcast I haven't had that. That experience... It's something I like to share. Sometimes it's, it's hard to share with someone who hasn't, isn't having a good time. Well, I've been sleeping well. You know, someone says, I haven't been able to sleep. So, but our perceptions of people, how we interact with people, our perceptions of ourselves when we're isolated, all these things occur. And it's something like, I use meditation to kind of open like that when I'm not sharing the things. And I have the opportunity here to share some of my thoughts. And they're not the, I realize, once again, I'm not the source of all truth. I hope to be a receptacle for truth. <laughs> and don't get dirty and say, this is my truth, and pull out your, you know, make it dirty. I'm saying, I like to receive information and experience. I like to fill in the spots where my perceptions miss things. And I still miss a lot of things. I don't have all the answers. I don't. I know what's working for me right now. I know that when I download, there's some meditation apps, I think, and they help me rephrase or, you know, rephrase the day. And I can still get in that shitty mood so quick. If... Like, I'm having such a copacetic time, relaxing, smooth, and then something comes along and someone wants to throw that wrench into the whole machinery of a good day when it should just be smooth. And you say, well, I just wanted to do that, and then I'm not going to be able to do that. And I can set you off that way. But it doesn't have to be. You can always say, well, up until this point, I had the perfect day I was going to have, but now I'm going to be challenged. But the challenge should help me rephrase or reposition or reprioritize the next time everything's going perfectly. Right? Because without that, without the tough times sometimes, it's really hard to really 
appreciate the times when they're not so tough and they're so wonderful and everything falls into place. Like a wonderful Saturday afternoon where you don't have to rush to do anything and your wife makes you a little nice bowl of fresh fruit salad and you drink a cup of coffee with her and listen to, um, on YouTube, listen to some calm music and watch birds and all that stuff. It's just so relaxing. And I get time to focus and write these ideas down and help me reframe my experience with the world and try to get back to that one where, you know, I can get my goals and my perceptions and everything together, like this particular show. I do appreciate your time today, and I hope you do. You're able to, like, spend some time with your thoughts and with your family, your friends on this Labor Day. Some of my friends out there, I know a lot of you people have to work. Uh, I, I've had to work many holidays. I'll be working. I think this year I'm working Christmas Eve. I love working Christmas Eve. I love sharing it. I love sharing. Um, I'm not a particularly religious person, but I love the concept. I love the concept of Christmas. Of giving and 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 uh, the birth of things like that. I don't know where I'm coming. It's just one of those things of perceptions I'm talking about. So, go out, do whatever you want, take what you want from what I said. If you do need help, please seek it. There's a lot of places to seek help. You see these commercials all the time. Don't white knuckle yourself through life. There's someone out there to help you or some resource to help you. So, for now, this is Jim the Keys Bartender, hoping you have a great day. Bye.